And we're back on the Network Collective uh, with our episode of Cisco Live, A Look Back. And we're joined by a couple of more guests who have some really fond memories and some great stories um, that they would like to share from their previous Cisco Live experiences. So uh, joining us now is Kathleen Mudge. Now, Kathleen, I've known you, I think, for nine years now. I think it's nine, maybe 10, something like that. It's been a long time now right. um, with uh, with Cisco Live. You are, are part of the effort uh, from Cisco officially for social media and the social media hub and all the efforts around connecting with um, people who come to the conference. And so I definitely wanted to get you on. So we talked to Tom Hollingsworth, right? Like we talked to him about Tom's corner and kind of how he started something there. And then somewhere along the line, those two things merged and, and we have Tom's corner and then we have the official social media hub. And it's kind of been this really nice union of those two things. So Kathleen, why don't we start with like, how'd you get involved with this to begin with? And then also then kind of like, what's the story? How did we, how do we come from, light social media presence at the conference or maybe not an official to where we are today, where social media is a big part about what happens at the conference. And I think a big part for a lot of the attendees who go. Sure. So I started um, working on the conference in 2009. There was no social media program at that point. And then for 2010, that's where we started to, you know, I started creating accounts for Cisco live and started just making a program and trying to figure out what we could do to connect more people, to create a community and get people engaged, not just for those four or five days that they're there on site, but to really connect a community that can last beyond the event. So I, I, I love events. I love the opportunity to connect with people, to see people face to face. That's why I love events, first of all. And then with events, beyond that, again, I'm in marketing and there's so much that's, you know, you're writing emails, you're doing digital banners, you're doing these other things that for me aren't as interesting or because they're not personal. Social media enables me to connect through the brand with people. So I can feel like I'm connecting with people every day. And so during the event, yes, I wanted to make it something that was bigger than it had been, of course, it was growing the whole, you know, it's a parallel of growing at Cisco Live and growing just in general. And it was a great opportunity to connect with people and the response when they were being seen and heard by the brand in ways that they couldn't have been before, because it was great. Even the first year where we're monitoring the conversation and crazy things came up like there's a bird in the room and we're responding immediately like, oh, we'll get someone on that to get that bird out of the room. It's just funny things like that where we would see things happening and then be able to respond and engage. And people are like, oh, my gosh, they're really listening to me. And that's the thing is we want our attendees to know that they are the most important thing to us. That's why the conference exists. And we want them to feel seen and heard. And that's my goal, to make it the most attendee-aware event. So we see you, we hear you, and we implement changes that you are interested in. And also, just the whole community thing, right? Connecting with the Cisco Live brand and the Cisco brand and with one another. Because I think it's so important to, again, have that community sense of feeling and connection which is more than just information you get at a conference. Yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. And 
the information part is secondary to me for Cisco Live because the information is there and it's fantastic and it's one of the best conferences in the world when it comes to getting technical information if you're a networker. Um, there's an immense amount of information, things that you can learn. But when I walk away, it's like I can learn anywhere. <laughs> like I could do that anywhere. I have one week a year. And the reality is, is I used to only have one week a year. Now I go to a lot more conferences. But that one week a year, I have the ability to connect with my peers and to engage and build relationships. And those things last all year, exactly what you're talking about. Because, yes, it's great that, you know, Kathleen, you and I have 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 connected over the years and we know who we are and we we both have an access to each other. You have an access to community. I have access to you from Cisco perspective. That's all helpful. But you're you're not just building the brand awareness, which I know is one of the primary focuses, but you're also helping people build community by encouraging conversation. And that's one of those things. It's like you show up and there's an environment that is welcoming and open to anybody to come in. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I've talked to you before. <laughs> like I saw you on Twitter. I saw you on Facebook. I saw you somewhere else. Um, so I, I guess I'd, I'd like to hear from you, like from the growth and all the things that have happened because it started very small. It started with just engaging with the community lightly to, to where it is now where you throw a tweet up and hundreds of people show up to the tweet up and it, it sells out like you sell out of space for to be able to come to that event. Like, I mean, there has to be some pride in, in creating that, but then there's also got to be um, it's got to be very interesting to watch how that's evolved over the years. You have any thoughts about that? Well, there is pride, but it's just a, a, a sense of, oh, this is being successful in connecting people. And I love it when people are showing up. Right. And the tweet up is just huge. And then, you know, like, last year too, where we had different executives show up that our attendees want to connect with too. So all these people are at the tweet up connecting and engaging and feeling a part of one big group, especially in these conferences as they have grown. It was, you know, so Cisco Live was so much smaller in the early years and now it's huge. So I feel like it's even more important now to have that social media aspect because we can still be connected and be, you know, quote, kind of intimate, even though it's 28,000 people or whatever it may be, we still have a community and a connection where we can feel a part of something and you can walk into this event and hopefully people that are new are joining the conversation too. So they don't have to walk in and be overwhelmed by a bunch of people. They don't know. They can have a sense that, oh, I've connected to these people online and I feel like I'm welcomed and there's a place for me to go. And I, I've, you know, I know maybe the best route because I've heard from what other people are saying before I showed up so I can get the most of my time here and yeah, get friendships and, um, you know, just a sense of, of, of a community that I, I wouldn't get and wouldn't have if I wasn't part of the social media aspect of it. And it can just be fun, you know, to show up to the tweet up and, you know, as, as I promote it, you know, connect uh, at the arrival tweet up and talk to people about what they're doing that week. So they have a better idea of, you know, what might be the best plan for them. And maybe they can meet someone and get a buddy if they, they're they there on their own. Maybe they're showing up on their own or their company is sending them and they're no, not there with another colleague. It gives you the connection to like, oh, now I kind of have a friend now, as opposed to feeling like you're there all by yourself. And it just makes it more fun. So Tony... 
Tony's sitting quietly in the corner and, and over here. And I, I kind of want to bring him out because Tony, you're a recent attendee. So you, you have not been going to Cisco live for a long period of time. Uh, Kathleen and I have a history, like I said, that, that gaps about 10 years where we both have watched this grow. I'm kind of curious from your perspective, walking in just a couple of years ago, it wasn't that long ago that you came for the first time. Mm -hmm. What was your impression um, of the conference in general, but the role that the social media component played in it? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think we could probably go on for a long time on what my opinion on the conference is because it was really an awesome experience, and that's why I continue to go back. Um, but one of the things that contributed to that awesome experience was the entire social media aspect of it. So for me, being a recent attendee and walking into like the tweet up, for example, uh, we were just talking before the show, but when I saw the tweet up for the first time, there was like 300 people. You know, I'm like, I'm like, well, what are all these people doing? You know, and I had heard about the tweet up, right? I'm very active on Twitter. That's how I became part of the community. But for me, I didn't come from the last 10 years of seeing this thing grow and evolve. I just saw it as being this like perfectly rehearsed, well-oiled machine, you know? And I just thought that's just the way Cisco Live does it. You know, I haven't seen it grow. And I thought it was just really special because, because typically when you're part of a conference or a big company and there's something that has been so refined that it becomes very impersonal. And that's not the case here at Cisco Live or with Cisco, you know, even with the, the tweet up seeing it's like everyone knew exactly what to do. Everyone knew what their place was and everyone was just hanging out and having a great time. It was a very personal experience and, and, and it just makes it so pure. And that's why I love being part of the community. And, and that's why I love the, these events at Cisco Live so often. And that warms my heart to hear you say that, Tony. <laughs> You're very welcome. Kathleen's like, yes, that's exactly what we are going for. I think part of it is that Avenue in. Um, I, I think a lot of it, it's very intimidating going to a conference with nearly 30,000 people. That's just so many people. And especially if you're going alone or even if you're going with coworkers. Uh, the first year I went, I went with coworkers and my coworkers were not on social media and they weren't interested in that angle of things. And I got a much better experience at the conference than they did because I chose to go try to meet up with somebody. And that was, again, very early on. But now now having that be an official part of the conference, like you can come to the tweet up or you can go hang out in the social media lounge uh, just to just to go meet with people that you may have interacted with before or even just to go meet people. Again, I think we talked about it on Tom's like uh, Tom segment We're sitting around in a in a circle with a bunch of people and someone new walks in. There's 50 people now. First, it has to be a bit intimidating. But at the same time, it didn't matter that that person was the first time they walked in. There's okay. Come join the group and come hang out. And there's there's a sense of uh, belonging that happens when you're no longer there by yourself and you're with other people who are interested in what's going on and, and passionate about what they do. Um, and it's really funny, Tony, because you mentioned that social media uh, tweet up that you went. That was actually the first place we met. You and me. Here we are now. We're doing the network like <laughs> that. that was the first place where we met in person. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you came up and introduced yourself, and we and we chatted for a bit. Yeah, this is one of the things that's great about Cisco Live in general, um, but especially specifically the social media hub and and the tweet up is it just just becomes sort of a, a an equal playing field where people from all different backgrounds and Cisco Live US is the bigger conference so people come from all over the world and and you get to meet people and just introduce yourself if that's your thing um, and if not you just get to sort of you know 
people watch and sightsee. And it's just, it's just really cool. It is a very positive and uplifting experience. And, and there's the opportunity to engage with people who you wouldn't normally see in your daily life. You know, I would never bump into Jordan in my neighborhood. You know, we, we live in different States, but here we are at the same conference. We just get to say, Hey, and introduce each other. And, and it, it has been a really awesome experience. Thank you, Kathleen, for all that you've done. Well, thank you. And the feeling is mutual. And I'll be looking for you in the virtual social media hub. And we're back and we're here with uh, Evan Mincer uh, and Jordan and myself. And Evan, we want to talk about what are your some of your favorite Cisco Live memories uh, and experiences throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to Cisco Live many times. Um, you know, I went to at my first one. I remember just getting in the technical sessions, and you know, probably the one that sticks out in my mind mostly is with Tim Zagetti, and you know, he handed out his QoS book, and I'm like, oh, let me let me check out the QoS book, and it's you know, he literally wrote the book on QoS, and I think you know, being able to hear from speakers that these are not marketing people; these are the people that built stuff. You know, getting to ask them questions is really cool. Um, Probably my my favorite uh, memory um, is actually speaking at Cisco Live. So uh, we had a, back in 2016, I believe, uh, JD, Jonathan Davis, he kind of put something together and uh, said, you know, hey, everyone that's new to Cisco Live, they don't know what's going on. And, and it'd be really cool to have a way to say, hey, this is what Cisco Live is about. So they, they kind of gave him a, a microphone and shoved him in the corner and and he got to speak. It wasn't a great thing, but you know, I was there and I reached out to them the following year. Hey, do you need help with on with that for this year? And like, yeah, sure. Well, little did I know, they're like, you're going to be on stage. So myself, JD, and another gentleman, Joel Sprague, we got pulled on stage and basically we got introduced and go for it. So it was a great session. And there was, I, I think I was told well over a thousand people in the room, at least the room could hold a thousand and there were people standing up um, mind you, some of them are standing at the bar in the back, but you know, there, there was that and getting to speak at Cisco live was really awesome. And I've actually helped on that session, uh, last couple of years as well. Um, no, that, that's very cool. That's like a real, like trial by fire. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 can, I, you, can you help out also? Can you lead this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it was funny. Cause, uh, Heather, Heather Henderson, Thomas, who ran it, she kind of came on introduced us and we had three stools and we're sitting on the stools and introduced us. And then she got off and we're kind of standing there. I mean, we, we, we planned ahead of time of what each of us are going to speak about. What is your main draw to Cisco live? Like what's the reason for going back each year? Um, a couple of reasons. I mean, part of it is the, the technology aspect, being able to hear what Cisco has to offer. Um, one thing I always, I, I blogged about this before, when you go to Cisco Live, go with questions. So if you're deploying any sort of product or whatever, um, there, there's probably some question that you have that really irritates you. And, and or you, you know, I'll give a, I'll give a really good for instance. Uh, one year, and it was I forget which year, 2014, 2015, whatever. It was actually on an, my company was building a new building, new headquarters, and I was basically the one building the network. And at the time I had to come up with how we're going to build the network. And basically we had to do multiple 10 gig connections between the closets. So I had to figure out what's the core switch. Well, should I go with an, a Nexus 7K or go with a 6500? 
And I actually was able to go on the World of Solutions floor between the two groups, the Nexus group and the Catalyst group, and say, you know, which one's better, which one should I use? And what it really came down to was the Catalyst 6500, which, as we all know, is like, yeah, it's a wonderful box, old, but wonderful mm -hmm. box. And well, 2014, 2015 at the time, wasn't, it was still old, but still a wonderful box. The per port cost of 10 gig over 12 ports skyrocketed. So then it became, okay, go with the Nexus 7K. So yeah, that, that that's probably the big thing, being able to get questions answered um, that you normally wouldn't. You know, finding the people that are the technical people, the ones that actually build the products, build the solutions to be able to say, yeah, it does this. and Or they'll speak, honestly, it doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. So Evan, what was your first year that you you went and and what was that experience like? So, you know, like obviously the first one had to be uh, impactful for you to keep going back. So I'm kind of curious, what was your introduction to Cisco Live? And then, you know, what were some of the, the takeaways from that very first year? Yeah, first year was 2011. Um, it, it was interesting. I mean, I went just hearing from other people that have gone to networkers and say, you, know, you should really go. It's a great technical experience and, and a fun time. I'm like, okay, my, my work's paying for it, so I'll go. I didn't really, I guess, know what to expect. And uh, being a newbie at that time, you know, there were things that I, I kind of missed out on, um, not knowing. But really, you know, like that Tim Zagetti class, sitting in, in Tim Zagetti's class and realizing, yeah, it's, it's QoS. And does he know a lot about QoS? Well, yeah, he literally wrote the book on QoS. So I think that was that was kind of impactful for me. And also, when you look at like the world of solutions for being able to talk to vendors, um, interact with them, you know, when you have a question, not, you know, Cisco's there too, but other vendors that work with Cisco, how do they work? Actually being able to get questions answered. Yeah, it sounds like to me, for you and, and for, I think, most of us, the impact of the experience is around the people. You've mentioned Tim Sagetti and, and other people you get to talk to, you know, actual humans you get to talk to between the Catalyst people and the Nexus people. Um, uh, so, so what have been some of your, your favorite times that you get to meet people there? What was your wow moment? Um, I think wow moment is when I started meeting, you know, the Twitterverse people. The people that you know I, I converse with on 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 the Twitterverse and being able to talk to them in person, uh, you know, and you know, realizing they're down to earth people. People like you know Peter Jones, uh, Johnny Noble, uh, John Blank, Fish is a huge one. Being able to actually talk to them and finding it, Fish hates when you know when you call her like you know she's a really smart person. Well, she is, but she hates when you call her that, and it's just funny to know that, <laughs> yeah. What is uh, what is something you're going to miss the most uh, from the physical Cisco Live uh, uh, versus the virtual Cisco Live? I mean, definitely the camaraderie, um, being able to to see people that I, you know I see you know once a year, well, if even that much now. Um, you know, we, we we get to see them in formats like this, uh, you know, on on virtual meetings or I you know get to interact with them on Twitter. But it's not the same as being there physically. Um, I've worked with the Cisco live teams and I know they're going to put on a great show and the technical side will kind of be there, which is great. We're going to, we're going to hear a lot of great content, but it won't be the same as being able to physically be there, being able to talk to people, interact, uh, just having a good time with a lot of people. How about your uh, first interaction with the social media crowd? 
Like, what was that like? Was it overwhelming? Was it whatever? Like, yeah. So that was, um, 2013, maybe it might've been 2013. Um, basically it was the first time. So the, before that I'd been to Cisco live a couple of times and I went with people that I work with. So, you know, hang out with the people that you work with and, I didn't, I, I knew of other people there, but I didn't really know p- other people there. Well, I, I went by myself for the first time. Work was, you know, they're only letting certain people go. And then, so they let me go. Uh, I did see on Twitter, there's going to be this, this meetup on Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go down. I've got no one else here. And so I went down, started talking to people. Um, Amy, Amy Arnold was, was probably my favorite person there. Cause she, she and I, we just talked and it was great. And she was really nice. And then she's like, Hey, we're all going out to dinner. Why don't you come with us? And that kind of pulled me in where I was like, you know, we're, we're exchanging Twitter handles with everyone and, and getting on there. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm starting to, you know, I go out to dinner and meet all these people. And, and that kind of pulled me into the crowd more, which is really where I started then kind of being more of the, that really started me as being an influencer because here I am, I know all these people and I'm starting to interact with them more and starting on Twitter and, and down the road from there. And I'm here with Humphrey Chung of Cisco Meraki. And, uh, and we want to talk about his personal Cisco Live experience, as well as the involvement of the Router Gods community and how that works so well with Cisco Live. So Humphrey, I wanted to ask you, did you attend Cisco Live prior to working for Cisco Meraki? Can you tell me about your first experiences? Yeah, my first experience was, oh, I guess probably eight or nine years ago. This is definitely before I worked for Cisco and Cisco Meraki. Uh, this was in San Diego. And I actually won an iPad uh, during Cisco Live. Uh, INE had a contest, uh, kind of like a CCIE troubleshooting contest, and a whole bunch of people got in and tried to do a bunch of trouble tickets, right? And I think it was 10 trouble tickets. I did horribly. I, I think I only got three, okay. maybe two, right? But I won the iPad just because so many people left during the the test during the contest because they I guess they got frustrated it was actually kind of funny there are a couple people that are already CCIEs and they got up and left and Brian McGann we was like um hey what are you doing it's like well, I've got a session yeah I've got some place <laughs> to go and he was like yeah right sure so I just won by default because a bunch of people left and the other people got one or zero and so, yeah, I, that was a pretty cool experience. Uh, they also had a really great party at uh, Hard Rock. And uh, it was interesting. The first experience of Cisco Live, uh, I always recommend to people, always go. Like, th- there should be no reason for you not to go. Even if, I know the, the ticket now costs money, the, the Explorer Pass, right? $700 or something mm-hmm. like that. But... Even then, if you could scrape together the money, definitely go. It is a awesome experience to see other people, to meet friends. And actually, since then, I've been back to Cisco Live as a Cisco employee as part of Router Gods. And it has become less of going to the sessions. So in the beginning, I went to all the sessions. I, I did the walk-in self-paced labs. But now... I go just to see my friends. 
That's the primary part. So it's kind of like another conference I go to, DEF CON. You know, people go to DEF CON in their first year, they go to all the talks. But when they come back, they actually don't go to many talks. They go just to talk to their friends, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I 100% agree with that sentiment. Um, it's one of the things I look forward to, as you mentioned, uh, uh, Router Gods is meeting with the Router Gods community there. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you, what is the on that first time that you went to Cisco Live prior to being a Cisco employee? What was that? Was there any like sort of one magical thing that happened where you decided, you know what, I'm coming back to this the next year? So a couple things, just walking through the exhibit hall, you know. You know, the exhibit hall is huge, especially when you go alone, right? So at that time, um, you know, we, we didn't do anything official for router guides. Uh, you know, before I was Cisco, I didn't have coworkers. And so I'm just kind of walking around. I, I actually brought my camera, like big Canon camera with the big lens. I'm taking pictures. I look like a tourist. <laughs> like, was this Asian guy with a camera walking around taking pictures? <laughs> uh, so that was fun. And there was a really cool event. There was a, at the time I was going for my CCIE, you know, labbing and doing all that stuff. And there was a meeting of CCIE candidates. We all met for dinner. Um, so about, I don't know, six, seven of us. We all met somewhere and talked. And small world, one of the guys that I met, Stephen Lynch, he works for Cisco Meraki. He works for Cisco Meraki now, but back then he didn't. And then a couple years later, I interviewed for Cisco Meraki, do a couple Google searches. Stephen Lynch, dude, I met him for dinner at Cisco Live. Same guy? Yeah, same guy. Hey, can you, know, can you give me some tips on the interview? And he, he helped me out. So one big thing about Cisco Live is it's a small world and you never know who you meet can help you out in the future. As like blown away, you know, nine years ago, this guy, and now we, we, we meet again. And there was another guy in the dinner, Mr. Marvell. He passed his lab, the mobile lab at San Diego. He had failed eight times before, seven or eight wow. times before. Wow. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And he had a power outage during his lab. Ooh, oh no. So he gets through to troubleshooting and you know, the config part. And I guess there were a couple hours into the config, maybe halfway through the config, power died. And uh, you know, a little upsetting. Yeah. And he said that they came back. Like, okay, good news and bad news. Bad news is you have to redo your config. They're like, oh no, you know, all that work lost. It's like, okay, wait for it. Good news is you get the same lab and they're like, well, how's that good news? Like, oh, okay. All right. So he said he came back to the lab. He just like, you know, cause you kind yeah, of remember everything. Yeah. He just like slammed it in there. And I was like, all right, I could pass this time. Number eight's the charm. And he, he passed. So yeah, that was the, that was the moment where I'm like, dude, I meet all these cool people and uh, they're having fun. I'm having fun. I'm learning a lot. I'm definitely coming back. Yeah, yeah, I share those sentiments. Some of the 
uh, other than meeting up with with awesome groups of for uh, for various gatherings for dinner or for lunches or, or just just wherever throughout the conference sometimes they just go to the wherever they're serving lunch and you just grab lunch and you go sit down at a table you never know who's sitting at that table who's going to come sit with you you know sometimes i've been sitting there with uh with vinnett jane and and brad edgeworth just sitting there um, yep. they're at my table I know these people. I got their book. <laughs> you know, you never know who you're going to yeah, meet, yeah. and and it's just it's just really cool that that everyone is so approachable um, at Cisco Live. I love it a lot. One one of the yep. That's, I was going to say one of the things I'm missing the most is all of the in person stuff that goes on at Cisco Live. Um, but even not just stuff that's part of the conference, stuff that happens sort of uh, in parallel with the conference. One of the things that I'm missing as part of the Router Gods community is I'm missing the great Router Gods dinner, the Router Gods meetup. I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about how that got started and uh, and just tell me about how that got started a little bit. Yeah, so Router Gods is a, as you know, you're in it, a huge community. We're up to 4,300 members now. And every year, before we did anything official, you know, we've been around for 11 years. So we've always had members going, you know, in the past 11 years. But about five years ago, we said, you know, we have, we have a bunch of people going every year to, to Cisco Live. Why not do stuff in person? Why not meet up for dinner? Why not go here? Why not do events? So things like our booth crawl, you know, where we get, 30, 40, 50 people in a kind of like a train, a big mob, and we go through the booths and get t-shirts and swag and stuff like that. Uh, the first year we did that was uh, Vegas four years ago. And I remember it just kind of happened when there was no plan. It was just, hey, let's all meet here and all, a mess of people showed up. And what's really nice is a, a lot, you know, some of our members are really shy, right? So. I know it's kind of tough, you know, walking up to a booth and, and talking to people, you know, these are IT guys, kind of the typical mm -hmm. shy person, right? But when you get 40 people in a mob all running around in a, in a pack, and I remember James Shallow, one of our, uh, you know, one of our administrators, you know, one of our leadership, finds this laser sword from, uh, I think it was Scrutinizer, NetFlow, some, you know, one of those booths that gave out the, the cool lightsaber sword. He held it up and then we were walking around and just kind of like a, a path of destruction, <laughs> you know, through the different booths and stuff. Uh, but the dinners, uh, you know, and then one year we're like, you know, why don't we do a dinner? Yeah, and this was Orlando mm. that we started. Uh, so in Orlando, we um, got a big room in a Cuban restaurant, and the food was amazing. And it's just so nice to get, uh, I think about 30, 40 people showed up. And it's just so nice, these people that you meet online. You know, we have a river chat room. Here they are in person. Here's Steve McNutt. Here's this guy. Here's that guy. I talk to this guy all the time. It's it's pretty awesome. And then last year we did the bar. We rented out yeah. a whole floor of Tipsy Crow, and just seeing people, uh, you know, a lot of times these guys, they haven't been invited to a party, right? You know, they're not part of a big customer. You know, when you're a big customer, you're talking to Cisco AM and. Oh, you go to this party and that party. But if you're a small customer, a lot of times it might be tough to get into a party. 
So this at least gives you, hey, you're gonna you're gonna have this. We're gonna try to get you into other parties. So it just makes the experience for these guys a lot better because you know they they don't go through Cisco Live, just go into the talks. You know the day the day stuff, right? You you get a lot something extra. And uh, a lot of people write back to me. They're like, hey, I, that's like the highlight of the show is, is I, I went to a party, a dinner with you guys uh, last year. Interesting story at the bar. 30 minutes. Yeah, about 30 minutes before uh, the close time of our slot, of our time slot. The manager pulls, a, pulls me aside. and He's like, Humphrey, um, you have a minimum and you're about $4,000 away from your minimum. I was like, really? We, I mean, we've been, we've been drinking and eating like four. Okay. And he's like, well, what do you suggest? He's like, well, the only way you can spend $4,000 <laughs> in 30 minutes is all that stuff on the top. I was like, I don't even know what those things, I'm not a drinker. So I was like, well, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, whatever you think $4,000 worth and just pull it down. He's like, and we actually have a famous picture of, of that stuff. And it was, uh, I think one of them was Yamazaki and other stuff. Right. And all the members are looking at it and they're like, Humphrey, what are you doing? I was like, well, we have minimum. We're going to pay it anyway. So we might as well just go out with a bang. And they're like, this is the best thing ever. I've never, I've never had this drink. I was like, oh, okay, well, now you're going to have it. And along with this too, and, you know, eight other things. So, uh, yeah, just a great night, just a great thing for, for our members. And they don't have to pay anything, yeah. it's free. Uh, I remember that dinner. Um, I left before the end of the night. <laughs> I left before oh. the end of the night, but, but I was there. It was great. There was maybe 30 or 40 people had come through there. Um, and it was, yeah. uh, it was great. It was just, it was just a... I go for the people and the food and that's what was there. Awesome people, awesome food and uh, free drinks, you know, if, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, also, yep. I wanted to talk that's about, right. I think I remember one router God story. Um, I didn't participate. I think I was just a passive listener, but someone had like tied an iPad around their neck. Can you tell me about that? Yes. Yeah, that was uh, Project Steve bot. So we have a member, Steve McNutt, CCIE, and he's got one of these OG early numbers. I've, I, I'm trying to remember, hopefully I don't get it wrong, but it's like a sub 5,000 number. So he, he's, he's an awesome guy. He has a CCIE, he had a CCIE, it expired, and then he got it again, which, you know, you having a CCIE, for someone to go through that again, that's amazing. That's I mean, you're a glutton for punishment, right? So he's in Italy vacationing during Cisco Live. And uh, one of our members, or maybe he had this idea, is like, I, I, I wanted to go to Cisco Live, but I'm in Italy. How can I do this? So we came up with the idea, tie an iPad around your neck and do the FaceTime. So then Steve McNutt can FaceTime in from Italy and you have a basically a disembodied head. Uh, it's kind of like a telepresence robot, but it's yeah. a meat, a meat a robot. A human telepresence kind of robot. Around. Yeah. And then the idea just got crazier and crazier, you know, because it was like, okay, let's let's go around the exhibit hall. Okay, where else can we take this? There's a CCIE party. 
but wait, the person with the iPad is not a CCIE. That doesn't matter because the person behind the iPad is a CCIE. So it goes, they, they take the iPads like, hey, can we, can we get this CCIE part? They're like, what the hell is this? It's like, ah, Steve, Steve McNutt is a CCIE. He's in Italy. And they're like, and I'm sure I wasn't there, but I'm sure the, the conversation kind of went, this is weird, but then this is kind of awesome. So let's let him in. And I've got a picture of him with Scott Morris and a lot of other famous people. And they started signing the iPad. Uh, they gave him the CCIE ribbons <laughs> to put on the iPad. And I think somewhere along the lines, they may have gotten him a badge, like kind of like a, a, you know, I don't think it was an official badge maybe, but uh, they got him a badge and started attaching ribbons to it. So uh, we had this awesome idea for this year to take it up another level. And then Cisco Live turned virtual. It's like a drat or <laughs> our dreams have been crushed. But uh you know, we wanted to actually turn it into a real robot, put put the iPad on it, or do something really cool. You know, moving around, uh, moving around Vegas. But yeah, that was a cool story. That was, that was just completely our members. I didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, just our members yeah, came up cool. with that I had idea. heard about it, and I thought that was just like absolutely brilliant and funny, and everything of why I love going to Cisco Live. Just the organic, funny ideas that come out of it. It's awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to share about how yep. Cisco Live has impacted your life? Well, I got my job through Cisco Live. Uh, so five years ago, I went to, it was San Diego again. I guess the way they do it is East Coast, West Coast, Las Vegas, Las Vegas. I think that's the pattern. And so it was back in San, San Diego. And I was actually unemployed at the time, had no job. And uh, my bank account was down to the last 3,000 bucks, 4,000 bucks. I was like, huh, well, this is interesting, right? Cisco Live comes around and I'm like, okay, well, I, I want to go to Cisco Live, but I don't have a lot of money in my bank account. So I stay in a cheap hotel in National City, so far away, right? And, you know, just cheap out on the food, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to burn like 300, 400 bucks. This was at the time where the pass is still cheap or it might've been cheap or free. I, I found a code somewhere that got me in and uh, darn it. I had just worked at, um, I finished work at Panda Express a couple months before. And I met my former Cisco AM, Carla at, you know, just kind of walking around. Carla's like, Hey, I'm free. And uh, we start going out to some parties. I was like, oh, that's, that's great. So here's a tip for people. If you find your Cisco account team, they can get you into all the parties. <laughs> Best tip ever. Because they know partners, they know companies, they get you in because we're going to these parties. I didn't have an invitation. I didn't sign up for anything. But she's like, don't worry about it. So we go there. Everyone knows Carla and Carla goes, Humphrey's with me. All right, so go with your Cisco account team. And we go to this party, uh, Sigmanet, a pretty big size partner in Southern California. And at the Sigmanet party, uh, I'm talking to a whole bunch of people. I didn't know who they are. I'm talking to a whole bunch of people. And I talk to this guy, Agul, who is a Cisco SE. And he starts asking about router gods. And, you know, at the time, five years ago, I think we had 2000 members, something like that. 
It's like, that sounds pretty cool. Have you ever thought about working for Cisco? No. Actually, when I started Router Guys, the, the goal was never to work for Cisco. It never occurred to me to work for a vendor, right? It was like, well, would you like to? You, you sound like a you like Cisco would be a gig for you. And I'm always of the personality of if something's presented to you like that, uh, it's the universe is kind of telling you something, right? I know it sounds weird, but it's like, hey, opportunities right in front of you, take it, right? So I'm like, sure, why not, right? So it's like, well, hold on for a second. He turns around, taps a lady on the shoulder, Julie. He's like, I'd like to introduce you to my boss, Julie. <laughs> I was like, well, holy crap, right? Julie turns around. I tell her about router guys. Like, well, why, why don't you come to our Irvine office later in the week for, uh, for an interview? Sure can, right? So then the ball starts rolling. And uh, funny enough, uh, with her team, I didn't make it. But I, I guess I interviewed well. Once you're in the system, uh, you know, I was then handed off to another team in Glendale, California, and eventually got hired with them. So you never know, right? One of those things is I got an awesome job just by, wasn't planning on going to Cisco Live, but it's like, okay, why not go to Cisco Live? Was not planning on going to parties, but found a Cisco AM and just kind of tagged along. Wasn't planning on saying yes to worked for Cisco, but the opportunity presented itself. And I just kind of followed it along until the end. And now I'm here working for Cisco in Singapore. And that kind of crazy, that chain of events. Humphrey, that's really awesome. And uh, that is one of the best possible outcomes. <laughs> it's, it, is one oh, of, yeah. it is one of those things when the universe presents you with opportunity, you take it. Yep. Humphrey, I wanted to thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the podcast, um, sharing some awesome stories with us. And, uh, and we'll have to have you on again sometime. I really appreciate it. Well, if you've made it this far, <laughs> thank you for joining us for our, uh, our marathon run of, of stories around uh, Cisco Live, kind of looking back at some of our of our favorite moments and memories. Uh, hopefully you were able to, uh, to enjoy and maybe uh, think about some of your own uh, memories from the event if you've been. Uh, if not, maybe you've been inspired uh, or maybe not. I don't know. So we'll, um, but I, I think it's, it's definitely time for us to wrap it up here. And I just want to remind you, uh, networkcollective.com is where you can find us. That's where we've got everything going on. So you go there, we have all of our past episodes. Um, that's all there. Um, We've also, you know, we're on all the regular podcast places. So you can find us on, you know, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Spotify, all of those, you know, regular places you can go, you can go search for us. We'll, we'll be there. Um, you can, you can subscribe to us there. Uh, we're on social media at Net Collective PC on Twitter and as Network Collective, both on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So if you want to chat with us about today's episode or anything else, we'd love to connect with you, even just to chat about whatever. Just like to talk about networking. We just love community and engaging with people. So, so come find us there and we'll, uh, we'd love to, love to connect and, and love to continue the conversation. Thanks to all the guests who came on today. Like it was really cool getting to hear stories from different people and, you know, some who have been uh, significantly influential on me and my trajectory as it relates to Cisco Live. So that was kind of cool to, to, to step back and, and, and talk to some of these people and get their stories out from, 
you know, from, from their own perspective. That's, that's pretty neat. Uh, thanks to Unimus for sponsoring the show today. That's uh, super cool. And you should definitely go sh- check them out. And uh, I think that's it. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.